Earners, what's up? Look, I want to give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click, absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Earners, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy to use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex, simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k, and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, the real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. So I was sitting in Atlanta um, when I was on tour and I was talking to this guy and I was like, um, you know, saying all these different things about where I want to go. 
And he was like, uh, I said something like, I'm an African-American man. We was talking about something. He was like, oh, you ever been to Africa? And I was like, nah. And he was like, so you're an African-American man and you've never been to Africa. And I was like, damn. <laughs> and it hurt even more that a white dude said it. Ooh. It was like, damn. So I was like, I need to go to Africa. So I started looking into like, you know, what I could do to go and all these different things. So I got a homie named Ayo who's from Nigeria. Um, met through my guy Frank. Shout out Frank. And Ayo um was telling me he was actually getting ready to go back over there and do some things for the kids and, you know, telling me how like everybody um comes over there and they usually bring like clothes or money, but they never really bring things to like help these kids or whatever. So I was like, man, let's go. Like I'm down to go. So we all go over there and immediately when we get over there, we realize like, well, right before we kind of knew like it was a, uh, they're not as advanced in technology as we are over here. Right. As for like they got computers and different things like that, but they don't have it in abundance like we do. Mm -hmm. So we was already talking about bringing laptops over there for the kids. But I got a homegirl who works in AI. She has a dope program that we was like we could put onto the laptops where it could help the kids learn to navigate through the computer faster. So we go over there, bro. Um, and immediately, dog, when I get over there. It was like a culture shock. It was like a real culture shock because the first thing is so hot. At the airport. Bro. <laughs> the airport, like a bus terminal. No disrespect, but we I'll let you finish, but we got a story. All right. We got a few bro, stories. We got a lot of stories. Yeah. Bro, it was so hot to where immediately, like, it make you take the labels off. <laughs> You feel like you're not you're not worried about getting fly every day. Nah. You ain't worried about your outfit. Mm -hmm. You ain't worried about that. So that process puts you in humanity. You know what I'm saying? So now you moving like how you don't have to move over here. A lot of it over here is about elitist and status and all these different things, what kind of shoes you got on. Over there is like, you know, what you really contributing to our people. You know what I mean? Like how are you helping us as a people? So I get over there, man, and I'm moving through. So we would stand on the island, and then we would go into the mainland every day. Mm -hmm. So we going into the mainland, and I'm seeing just, like, cows and, like, people just, like, selling everything they could find and, like, doing all these different things. So I met this kid. Kid's in front of the store. He's rapping or whatever. I'm like, damn, this kid kind of dope. I ended up posting the kid or whatever. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, posted him. It went up. Everybody in Nigeria um, start tagging them. And all. Yeah, start tagging them. Everything, right? So I immediately start getting hit. Yo, we want you to come to this radio station. Yo, we want you to come to this thing. Like, oh, we want you to come to uh, Africa today. It's like the CNN Africa over there. So now I'm on a press run. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Organic. I'm on an organic press run. Just like literally went there to see the city. I'm on a press run, and I'm bringing Lucky with me, bringing them with me talking about everything so on the first day we go do some interviews and i'm like man i'm hungry so we go over to this restaurant across the street and we get some food and i'm like what you want to eat and he like like i don't know you know what i mean like i'm like what you mean so my homie he like look you ever ate at a restaurant <laughs> he like no Damn. how old was he 
14. He was like, you ever had a hamburger? He was like, no. It was like pretty much like he eats rice and like these things called bones every day, which is like these like small chicken, uh, like they like chicken gizzards kind of. Mm. Um, so we get him a hamburger, bro, and I watch him eat the hamburger, and it immediately made me just be like, bro, we got life fucked up. We got life fucked up over here, bro. We be so consumed with the bullshit to where it's like we don't even really see the life in front of us. So from that day, from when I seen that, I just started living in it, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I just start going where the people was at. If people was hitting me like, yo, you got this going on. I'm like, I'm pulling up. DeVito had a concert. I pulled up. He brought me out on stage. You know, so one thing I noticed was just like the love. I'm doing all this movement. I ain't looked over my shoulder one time. I ain't felt like nobody was about to rob me one time. I ain't feel like nobody was finna take my jewelry or do something to my son not one time. Now, they going to ask you for some money. <laughs> they going to ask you for some money. You know what I mean? I saw when you pulled up with the van. <laughs> yeah, they going to ask you for a little money. But it wasn't like I felt threatened if I didn't give them any. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was just like, God, like this is... This is how it should feel with us amongst our people. It shouldn't feel like I got to have a gun to go to this spot because bro might take my chain or I got to park my car over here. Because, you know, like it didn't feel like that not one time. It just felt like love. So um, it just really put me in a space, bro, of like living and just letting life happen instead of trying to make it happen. How long was you there for? Two weeks. I was there for two weeks. I was supposed to go to Ghana the second week, and then I just fell in love with the people in Nigeria. I was like, bro, I'm staying here. Like, fuck it. I'm, I'm here <laughs> with the people. That You, you said something. So is, is that what you found? Because you, you said this quote. You said that uh, we buy things here to showcase a part of ourselves yeah. that we never took time to find. And so I'm wondering, is that what you found, that inner piece to saying, like, this is what life should be? Bro, like, I ain't really, if you peep, like, the last, like, since I got back, I ain't really been wearing jewelry. I wear my watch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, I don't really wear it because over there it made me realize, like, like, bro, this shit don't make me a better rapper. It don't make me a better person, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just something to show people to get them to pay attention to me. I could find another way to do that. I'm creative enough to find another way to do that. So it's like, I ain't about to just feel like I got to just put on jury every day to go do an interview or make people rock with my music. You either going to rock with it or you not. Mm. And I'm at peace with that. I'm not trying to impress you no more. Liberating you know? feeling? Yeah. It is what it is. Like, let life happen. However it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And that was a, that was because of Nigeria? All because of Nigeria, bro. The whole time. Like, the first two days was rough. Why? Because you can't really shower the way we shower over here because we can't drink their water. So as nice as a house that we was in, the shower thing was still like a sprinkler. So it's like I'm washing my body, <laughs> but I can't really wash my face. I'm washing my face with a bottle of water, brushing my teeth with a bottle of water. You know, so it was just like, fact, yeah, it's, it, it was it was a culture shock. But it's like once you get used to it, you get used to the heat. You ain't really tripping off, like, 
clothes and what you got to wear and like all these different things. It's just like, like it's people in the club actually party. Yeah. Now the parties is crazy. Parties crazy. You like said they you dance. You, you didn't move around with any security? You know, I had security. Okay. I had top flight <laughs> yeah. security. Yeah, I'm like, wait, yeah. Top <laughs> flight security of yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. You know what I'm okay. saying? We yeah. had cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, um, I ain't one of them rappers that be talking. <laughs> I'm out here on my jury all club. Nah, nah, I was going every day, no security. Yeah, That yeah, ain't yeah. me, champ. I was running around <laughs> cops, champ. I got my son out there. Not I got to get back home. Military. Yeah, yeah, I gotta yeah. get back home, bro. Nah, that's a fact. I gotta get home. That's how, that's how we was moving, man. Everywhere they slept at the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside waiting for us. Yeah, yeah they was yeah. at the crib. Like, yeah, okay. it was serious. Yeah, but. I was like, uh, I thought that part got left out there. I was like, wait, do you have no? Okay, he did. Yeah, nah, I definitely did. But um, safety first. Nah, going over there, like it, it showed me, and then like I shot the music video that we just dropped, yep. Top G over there, and even how that happened, like that was in the projects. Bro, like one of the worst hoods over there is called Lagos Island. How how'd that happen? Dog, I'm I'm in the I'm in the crib. Now keep in mind, I bring a studio over there. So my crazy ass. What is do you mean fine. you bring a studio? Like I brought like a laptop okay. with like a mic and like uh, a studio setup. Okay, okay. So my ass over there finding random people on the street that singing. Like, bro, come to the crib. Like, get on the sprinter. Like, come to the crib. Like, like, like I'm to the point my homie, I was like, Sim, you can't be, you got to chill. Doing, like, doing too much. Yeah, like, too everybody much, can't just much. be coming over there like yeah, that. Way too much. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to chill. So I'm be, I'm bringing people to the crib, bro. And um, they just recording. Like, they recording, they recording. And I'm like, damn, these dudes is talented as hell. Like, you know, they talented as hell. So... The engineer who I had engineering, I kept telling him, like, um, no, we had got back. The day we had got back from uh, taking the laptops to the school, we got 100 laptops to the school. We went and did that. I got back, and my homie self, uh, who was the engineer that was engineering all the kids that was over there, he was like, bro, is this something you wanted to do, like, before you get up out of here? Because I was leaving in two days. And I was like, man, I did want to shoot a video, but... I couldn't really get it how I wanted to get it. And he was like, what you want it to look like? I was like, bro, I want to show Nigeria. Like, I don't want to show the island. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like we could show that too. Like, let's show both sides. Let's show the difference between the island and the mainland. So if you watch the video, it's a conversation with me and myself. Like, that's kind of like the island and the mainland. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting off in the mansion. Right where I'm in the crib, that's the island where the cribs is nice and it's gold trimming on the tile and the marble and everything. Banana, but, Banana Island? Uh, nah, that? it's uh, Lagos Island. Okay, okay. So these were the big cribs and everything. But then when you go into the mainland, it's yeah, more the, poverty. The so we showing both sides of it. So I'm like, I'm telling him that I want to show that. And he like, I got the perfect people for you. So he called his production crew called Whack People. And they come through and li literally, bro, like two hours, like just pull up to the crib. They like, yeah, bro, what you want to do? I'm like, man, I want to shoot a video, but like, I want it to look clean. I don't want it to look like we just had a regular DSLR camera and we just shot whatever. And mm -hmm. he was like, no, nah, I got you. He was like, uh, it was like, give me, give me a couple hours. 
right? So he called back in like six hours. He was like, when you want to shoot? I'm like, shit, we can shoot now. He's like, I'm on the way. So they pull up, bro. They got all the equipment. We go to this spot uh, where my man Vector, that's his neighborhood that we was at. So that whole community over there, Vector take care of a lot of that community. He's a big staple over there. He's like what Kendrick Lamar is to us. He's that to them over there. So uh, go meet Vector. Tell him what I want to do. He's like, come on, bro. I'll take you through. We go through the neighborhood. We just filmed the video, bro, like all night. And we just chilling. Like we eating. Like I'm taking they herbal shots and everything. <laughs> you got like, some Jello fries? Yeah. I ate <laughs> Jell off every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was just over there, bro, just rocking with the people. I had my son with me outside, bro. It was like 12 midnight. We just out there the neighborhood kicking in with the kids and it was just love. It was love. So it's it's definitely uh something that's a part of my life at this point because we actually ended up signing Lucky. Oh yeah? Wow. Yeah. So we got him a spot over there. We he has a studio over there now because he was living in a straw house with seven siblings. His parents don't, you know, less fortunate. So um we actually you know, got him in a better situation. He's making music. But the thing that impressed us about Lucky the most was more than the music and everything. He said the main thing he wanted in life was to learn because he never really had the chance to go to school. So we helping him, you know, get in school and, and learning. So more than just putting his music out and like trying to turn him to a rap star, it's like allowing him the ability to grow up and have a dream feel like a lot of kids over there don't really get the time to dream. You know, so that's something that we want to provide for him. Oh, that's yeah. dope. That's context, man. We we talk about education reform yeah. here, but we miss the part where it's like, there's people who only have access to education. Yeah. So that that's big. I mean, when, when you were there, one of the things we saw was the amount of youth. Yeah. There's so much youth. Yeah. And so we always look at Africa as a place, especially Nigeria, as a place of like, Tremendous resource, mm -hmm. right? Because imagine if you give or you help imp import education, import mindset, import infrastructure and business. What does the country look like? What does the continent look like? Is that something that you plan to do going forward, continuously going to Africa, going to different countries inside so, of the continent? So me and Victor actually is uh, working on a project together. Um, and we actually are shooting a documentary mm -hmm. that we started over there. And it's called Bridge the Gap. And it uh, speaks on, and the documentary will be the first documentary produced by my media company that I was telling you guys about. Um, but it goes into the difference between, and so does the project we making with the music to it. It goes into the difference between the African and African-American. And statistically, a whole bunch of different things that we cover um, and why we are the way we are. Um and really kind of highlighting that to motivate people over here to stop looking at Africa as a place with just kids with flies in their face that like what America shows us over here. Like America, like a lot of Americans think that a lot of Africans don't rock with us over there. And I asked that question over there and that's not necessarily true. Um, the media paints that perception. So we look at them that way and there's this combative spirit but really bro our people love us 
They love us over there. So if we took time to actually go over there and like, okay, let's build a school. Let's build a gymnasium. Let's build studios. Let's build, like I seen three gas stations the whole time I was there, bro. Like, let's go build some gas stations over there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what's the process? Even if we can't figure out how to do it, let's figure the process out so the next generation can. But I feel like that's something we need to look forward to because on some real shit, like, uh, America ain't doing too good right now, champ. <laughs> you know what I mean? And eventually we're going to have to go over there and, and, and see what's going on with our people. So it's it's important that we start somewhere. We got to start somewhere, but that's definitely something I'm interested in is, you know, um, getting some things going over there and bringing more people back over there so we could unify over there. Yeah, no, it's interesting. We, um, we've been tapping in a lot with the continent and um, we were in D.C. a while ago and we was talking to some people from East Africa and um, one of the, the women specifically, she was talking about the movie Black Panther. Mm hmm. Right. Very insightful. You're from you're from the Bay Area. So mm -hmm. like the Black Panther movie, especially that first one, it's a lot of hidden messages in that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know I mean, obviously the Black Panthers, Black Panther Party starting in Oakland. But as far as like how she described it to me was ill. She was like, you know, it's it's like a parent that has a child. Right. Where the child might have been abducted and the parent didn't really fight for the child. Mm -hmm. So it's two parts to this. Now, the child starts to act out, right? Becomes more sexually active, joins gangs. It's all out of like frustration mm -hmm. because they, they have an attachment to their biological parents, but they don't necessarily know them, mm. but they've never really gotten over that feeling of just being kicked out and left alone and not like you never came back for me. Mm -hmm. And then the parents have some sort of a, a grief and they kind of feel some sort of blame for not, going after the child. Mm. So it's trauma on both sides, both right? Sides. And it's like the only way to really heal that trauma is to be reconnected. Yeah. And it was like Killmonger in the movie, like he's a very rebellious person and it, and it's like his story to me is like the story of African-Americans, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, I feel like we've both been played against each other where it's like we look at it Big like, time. Not everybody, but there's been a, a campaign in the media to be like, all these Africans don't care about you, da 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 da. Like they sold you to slavery, da da da. Mm -hmm. And then the Africans is like, well, they they're slaves. Like they they're nonsense. They they always troublemakers in America. They always get in trouble. They're mm -hmm. killing each other. They're doing all of that, right? But it's like there's reasons f for both sides why there's dysfunction. And now I think it's dope, and especially with the music, is now we starting to bridge that gap, and we realizing that there's more similarities than yep. differences, and we have expertise that could be beneficial because we've mm -hmm. went through a system in America that nobody has ever exactly. gone through, mm -hmm. and we survived it. Exactly, and they have the resources. So it's like if we can if we can lend our expertise with their traditions and their resources, now that's an unstoppable combination. It's, it's very unstoppable. It will make us like the most dominant place on earth. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm fully for it, bro. Like I'm all for it. That's a great, that's a great uh, analogy you just broke down too. I gotta rewatch the movie now from that perspective, <laughs> cause that's dope. You know what's crazy? Somebody told me over there, um, it was like, it was like one of the main reasons, like we we look at you guys with an eye up is because you guys put your data in retirement homes. And I said, what you mean? 
They was like, you guys put your grandparents and your mothers in retirement homes when those are the people who have the information to feed the children. Mm. How are the kids supposed to learn when you're in the midst of living life and learning yourself? Those are the people that lived it. They're supposed to pass that down. That's something. We don't do that over here. Yeah. And I never looked at it like that. that. That was one of the conversations we had with Akon as well. He was like the wisdom of the elders. Yeah. Like even at, at a level of success or quote unquote success that he's had, he still, before he makes a decision, checks in with his elders. Yeah. Because they have wisdom. Even if it's not in a business sense, they have wisdom of life. Yeah. And he thinks that's one of the things that's missing. That when we talk about generational gaps, yeah. it's like how do we keep our elders as a part of the lineage of information to a younger generation, right? We talk about the population being so young in Africa, but do they know those traditions of tapping in with the elders? Thanks. Right? Again, because there's a certain level of knowledge that they can pass down, right? And you add that knowledge to the creativity, the in innovation, mm -hmm. and the energy that the youth have, and that becomes an unstoppable force. Unstoppable. We got to realize it, though. 1, but I think that was done intentionally. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.